Flats or heels? <sighs> Flats. <laughs> you had to think about that one. I can't wear heels anymore. I'd love to say heels. I would yeah. love to, but I can't. I know. I feel like I barely have any heels left. Hello and welcome to The Joyful Drinker, a podcast for anyone that drinks that wants to drink a little less. I'm your host, Ellie Webb, and I believe that if we all drank a little less each week, we'd all feel a whole lot better. Through honest conversations and real-life stories, I'm on a mission to uncover the benefits of taking a few more alcohol-free days each week. By sharing my guests' own perspectives on balance and moderation, I hope we can all take away some inspiration and learn from the powerful habits they picked up along the way. If you're curious about the benefits that balanced drinking can bring to your week, then pour yourself a glass of something tasty and let's meet today's guest. On today's podcast, I am joined by the wonderful Tally Rye, a personal trainer, fitness instructor and author of the Train Happy book and journal and also the Train Happy podcast. I've known Tally for a little while and one of the things that stood out to me was this idea of putting training and happy in the same sentence, which I love. Normally, people associate exercise with gruelling, intense workouts, but Tally advocates for a more intuitive and inclusive approach to exercise and well-being. Tally, huge welcome. So great to have you with us today. Tell me about your journey with exercise so far and where the idea for Train Happy came about. Well, thank you for having me. I suppose it's been a real personal and professional journey for me. Personally, having got into exercise at drama school, I actually pre-fitness life trained to be hopefully an actress in musical theatre. I actually didn't end up working um, once I graduated because I discovered fitness through my time there but when I reflect back on that time and you know my first getting into fitness was really about focusing on trying to control what I look like trying to control my weight trying to control all of that so I felt that I was the best performer and package of a person that I could be and that led me into a really quite disordered path with exercise and food and and body image because I became really controlling and felt that there are a lot of shoulds with exercise for me you know I should be working out so many times a week I should be looking a certain way as a result I should be doing certain forms of exercise because that's what people say get the best results. I realized several years later that I've never really considered what I enjoy doing and what I like doing and what feels good for me. I've gone on a real journey of working on my relationship with fitness, working on my relationship with food and exercise. And through that, I discovered intuitive eating, which is a framework which helps people heal their relationship with food and helps them to kind of let go of diet culture and really tune into their bodies and figure out what food makes them feel good and how to just have a really peaceful relationship with food and I felt through all of that that there's a principle and this kind of relates to Kalenya actually as well because there's a principle called joyful movement and I know that you're all about the joy of drinking so you know within that principle I was like huh they're onto something here I love this joyful movement this is what I need to think about more and, and apply more to my life I felt like I needed to you know just as much as I had been examining and reflecting on my relationship with food I needed to do the same with movement and so intuitive movement was kind of
kind of expanded upon that original work. I was really fortunate enough that when I got to write my book, Train Happy, they let me write all about it. I've since created the Train Happy Journal as well, which is really a how to implement intuitive movement in your life. And intuitive movement is essentially, once again, working with your body to feel really good about moving so that you're no longer thinking about exercise as simply a means to kind of burn calories and almost like punish yourself for eating and, you know, earn and burn food. Instead, it's about self-care and enjoyment and, you know, having fun, social connection. I'm of the belief, obviously, (laughs) that if more people shifted their mindset in that way, then we'd have a lot more people who A, enjoyed moving their body and B, therefore really got to experience the benefits of regular movement because there are so many. I completely can get on board with this. And when I first discovered you and and this idea of intuitive movement, intuitive exercise, I was really drawn to it because you're right, with Kalenio, I want people to enjoy the times when they're not drinking alcohol, which seemed like a very bizarre phenomenon Mm -hmm. for so many people. But actually, it really links to this idea of, well, why can't we enjoy our exercise and enjoy our movement? And so many people put themselves through grueling exercise routines that they don't enjoy. So basically miserable we're trying to do something that's good for us and we're just not enjoying it and so I really really love the concept that you've talked about and that you've created and and that you promote why do you think people lack motivation when it comes to exercise in general like I said I think when you think the workout you have to do to be most effective has to be really grueling intense punishing say I mean so many of us think of burpees right how many people actually enjoy doing burpees I would say it's like a very low percentage in terms of the whole population (laughs) therefore why would you want to do a workout that you feel it's going to be really hard and challenging and you're going to feel exhausted at the end and you have to be like dripping in sweat for it to be effective So I I completely understand that there's, we struggle with motivation because we're so focused on exercise to have an external outcome that we kind of forget about that internal part. I talk a lot about in the context of motivation for movement, the intrinsic and extrinsic motivating factors. Diet culture kind of thrives on those extrinsic factors. You're going to the gym to look good on the beach for other people. Mm. You're, you know, trying to lose weight for your wedding to once again look good in front of other people and so all of those factors are about pleasing other people and their external influences because they're it's all about you know trying to achieve the beauty standard the body standard and you know get the praise and validation from other people that so you know we all crave it's hard to keep going when you're in that mindset because that's why so many of us get in like all or nothing with fitness you know we go up and down with it you know it's like January we're in it we're going and then suddenly it's like February and we want to resume life again and we feel like when we work out we therefore have to change the way we eat we have to go on this whole like like life transformation and it's too much it's too overwhelming you know I get people to try and first start small and then tune in on those into those intrinsic reasons to them why they want to move their body so in the case for a lot of people it's about thinking how does movement actually benefit my life my body my mental health in my book train happy I listed like the benefits of exercise and there are like about 30 benefits I mean and I could name more that have nothing to do with what you look like or how much you weigh but there are so many benefits to moving and I think if we started to really 
internalize those and internalize the ones we actually experience when we move regularly that helps us build a deeper motivation over time so then we want to move but yeah I'm curious do you find that you've struggled in the past with being quite all or nothing with exercise or like struggled for motivation and why what is it that makes you stop and why do you feel like you you struggle to get going yeah I'm quite an excessive person like just generally and I think I've traditionally probably been in that mindset you know everyone goes through that January new year new me Mm. kind of and it's definitely not sustainable you know you start going to the gym or you start working out and then you classically go too far you try and take on too much and you're not enjoying it therefore you give up of course why wouldn't you whereas now I take more of the approach of if I don't feel like doing it if I'm not in the right mindset then I don't do it because I feel like that's going to be more detrimental for the longer term productivity of that movement Mm. the way I approach exercise I prefer to go on like long walks and long hikes because that's good just for my mental headspace clearing my mind thinking about things and also I'm exercising and I'm you know getting outdoors I'm walking my dog so I try and tie in movement and exercise with things now that I enjoy rather than feeling like I need to get a gym membership and I need to get on that treadmill and burn however many calories which is what I used to do like it all used to be about how many calories Mm. am I burning on that 20 minute or 30 minute run did you feel like as well that you went on the treadmill and did that because you felt that that's what other people told you to do or you felt like that's what that's what that's how you exercise or that's yeah, it pretty and much the, the gym is the most valid and that's the most important when it's interesting you say like you actually have thought about things you enjoy doing like mm. hiking and getting outdoors and that suits you better you know one of the things I'm constantly saying to people whether I'm work, you know doing public speaking or working with people one-to-one is saying there's no right or wrong way to move your body the best way to move your body is is the one you enjoy and what you enjoy is going to be different from other people and that's fine you know why would we all be expected to enjoy you know running or why would we all be expected to enjoy like lifting weights in the gym some people are gonna thrive off of that stuff but others need to do other things and they're not less valid they're not lesser than right or wrong exactly yeah it's important that we kind of find what we enjoy and you've got to think outside the box sometimes so you know i think hiking is a fantastic example i was talking to someone today about pole fitness you can do like pole dancing classes you can do dancing you can do climbing swimming you can learn a new hobby as well which totally. is pretty cool i'm hoping to do tennis lessons that's a big thing i want to do but there's yeah there's so many things all these activities and different ways of moving your body even if it's like cleaning your house and like running the hoover around <laughs> that is yeah. moving right so that is a lovely way to you know move your body and build up your fitness and stamina without feeling like oh I have to pay a ton of money for a membership to something that I don't actually like Mm. such a fresh unique perspective and way of looking at it I love it this is a podcast it's called the joyful drinker so we do talk about drinking on it and it's well known that drinking alcohol to excess can reduce your productivity and motivation do you see that when you train clients yeah for sure when I first started um, as a personal trainer I was working in the city in a gym there and so I was working with a lot of clients and it's a very boozy area right in the city of London you know there's a lot of drinking in that area I'd say more than probably the average yeah place in the UK and 100% you would 
feel it with people, whether it be like no one wanted to do, no one wanted to do sessions on a Thursday or Friday night because that's probably when they were out at the pub. And likewise, you know, early morning sessions, like a Friday morning session, for example, after Thursday night would probably be tough <laughs> to get people to want to go to. Yeah. And yeah, to feel that they're, you know, that they're going to be able to turn up with the energy that they would like to have. Yeah. Because, I, yeah, I personally feel like if I you know for whatever reason have drunk to excess I personally don't like the the after effects of that whether that's the anxiety or the mm-hmm. anxiety if you were going to get up at 7am and go for that run or, or, or do some kind of movement sometimes you just don't feel like it if you have had a few too many the night before so it's, it's like people sometimes use alcohol for that release but then they don't necessarily think about the after effects it gets you in a, it's, it's a bit of a domino effect isn't it because it's yeah. like once you have that and then you have the late night and then you wake up and you wanted to do something in the morning but you don't feel well and you're tired then you're not going to have the energy and then you're probably then gonna you know have a day where you feel like you're not doing things that support your mental health like probably eating regular meals and Mm. getting out um, getting outside and getting fresh air and stuff it can be a catalyst to get into quite a negative cycle of habits yeah I mean I'm not a big drinker at the best of times it was my friend's engagement party at the weekend and the next day I'd booked in to do a spin class but I knew it was like 11 30 a.m so I was like that's like a good time for me anyway Mm. but even after a late night but I certainly felt that that class I knew I wasn't going to turn up with the energy I had the week before yeah I knew I was going to go in about 70 percent of where I'm usually at and I you know within that kind of gave myself and this is one thing we talk about in intuitive movement I gave myself um, a lot of unconditional permission to just do what I needed to do and so at times I would just take a take it down a notch and I know that that's for me not a regular occurrence Mm -hmm. so it wasn't a big deal but I think if that's happening regularly then it's like you're not able to turn up to a class or whatever activity you want to do and feel like you get the most out of it and that's not even the sense of like you working the hardest you possibly can but you getting the benefits from it especially from a mental health perspective you can apply that to a lot of things I think we had um Millie Gooch on here who's author of um Sober Girl Society Handbook and she talked about how in her career drinking to excess actually had a negative impact on her career because she would not feel as productive the next day and then you wouldn't get you know all the things done on your list and then it that would compound the stress you you feel because you've got a kind of pile of an ever-increasing pile of things to do that you just can't seem to get on top of Mm. I think she's so right and like I said seeing it in the city for sure with clients and then yeah with my own experience thinking that yeah I'm gonna have more more tired slow days I suppose even today it's the Monday after the weekend and I'm still not feeling like 100% top energy. Yeah. And that's probably just from having a, you know, a later night from having, you know, being out of my routine in general. Yeah. Um, and it's, it is, like I said, it's a knock-on effect. You recently released a 30-day journal called the Train Happy Journal, which you, you mentioned earlier. I think journaling is such a great way to get all the noise in your head out (laughs) I think um it's a really lovely way to just really write down your thoughts and kind of really clarify what you're thinking and whether that's just literally having a notebook and getting a few prompts 
you know, kind of asking yourself questions and then writing about stuff. I think in a general sense, that's really helpful. And then with the Train Happy Journal specifically, I wanted to create prompts and kind of tasks for people that specifically reflected on their relationship with exercise. Because like I said, we know journaling's so helpful. As far as I'm aware, there, was, there wasn't one out there for your relationship with exercise. And so that's what we wanted the Train Happy Journal to be, to kind of have something to ask yourself those questions and get really honest with yourself and really dig deeper into why you have certain thoughts and beliefs and narratives around exercise where they came from and how we can work on shifting your mindset and it can be through all manner of things in the train happy journal i created yes we have questions where you write longer responses and answers but sometimes we have things where it's like there's one called um about thinking of all the different ways you can move your body so on one page we have a box full of you know, example ideas. I've probably put, I don't know, 15 ways of moving your body, but there's a box on the other page where you add even more ways you can think of. So the, it, it can be, you know, I think sometimes we think of it as just like writing a diary, yeah. but it's not. It can be really interactive and you can make it what you want it to be and make it really engaging for yourself. Yeah. I mean, personally, I find if I write stuff down and then I look back on it, I've kept like a business diary on and off and and I talk you know in it I write about my experiences do you find that that helps people kind of feel motivated if they look at what they journaled a week ago and actually they feel like they've made progress what do you hear back from people that that do journaling yeah a hundred percent firstly like I said it's about giving people the option to get that sort of clarity about what their different thoughts are um and so putting it on paper and literally putting pen to paper is is really therapeutic in itself it really helps channel those anxieties and fears and thoughts that you might have i'm working with people one to one at the moment and we're using the journal as a big part of that a lot of it is and we're not actually doing the journal in order which is it's a 30-day journal designed to do within 30 days but I obviously everything's all about being an intu intuitive so for people who might have the channel who were like wait a second I've been doing mine in order you can you don't have to do it in order if you don't yeah. want to and the way it's worked out with the people I'm working with is that they might bring something up and I'm like ah oh, I've got a nice little task for us and a little some prompts for us to really delve into that thing that you're struggling with a bit more what we've noticed is is that firstly it's a real tool for reflection and secondly you can see your progress in terms of your mindset shift yeah especially in the context of fitness we think about progress as always being a real really visual thing in terms of what you look like and how do I look does my body look different or whatever and I think when you're getting people to shift their mindset to think about the mental health benefits of moving your body and it really helps them um, reflect on where their mindset was when they started versus yeah. where they are now and so that's been really positive you know we could go back and look at the things we did on day one and be like wow eight weeks ago you felt like that and look where you're at now yeah. and so that's really cool and I, there's a part of the journal where you have lots of templates called um your train happy moments and you yeah. fill in these little templates and just say what's a recent train happy moment and that is a win against diet culture a win of you listening to your body maybe you went to a class and you really enjoyed it maybe you um it could be all sorts of things maybe you were on a run and you actually felt like you needed to walk halfway through and you're really proud of yourself for doing that without feeling guilty mm. that might be a train happy moment I really encourage people to kind of keep track of those yeah. and store them up. So when you're feeling low, you know, not 
you're struggling with low motivation and you're feeling, you know, maybe you're starting to get down on yourself. Maybe you're thinking about like, oh, maybe I should go back to, you know, weighing myself every day and, you know, checking if I've got abs after every workout. <laughs> you say that, but pe- yeah. I did that for years. Yeah. I did that for years. And, you know, people do that. They're, they're kind of like, oh, if I have I done it? I better go just... Are they there yet? Literally. <laughs> yeah. Literally. And so if you're th- getting into those, like, mindset patterns and you're thinking hang on a second I know that didn't serve me before and I've been working so hard on this intuitive movement stuff you can go back read the train happy moments feel encouraged feel inspired I hope to keep going to keep um doing what makes you feel good and not worrying about what anyone else thinks that's the goal yeah I love that it's a it's almost like a little bit of a rain check like hang on a minute yeah like just check back in Yeah. yeah totally so journaling is one. Tally, what are some of the other healthy habits that, that people can maybe be practicing week to week? Have you got any advice or any recommendations? Well, I know we kind of mentioned it before with the drinking thing, but sleep is so important. I think getting in good yeah. habits with sleep and getting in a nice routine. And I say that like someone... I'm not great at it, but I try. Um, (laughs) I'm not going to pretend I'm perfect at all. But, you know, making sure you're getting enough sleep to support, you know, these are like foundations for kind of doing everything else in terms of where your energy's at, where your head's at, how your head feels, you know. Um, Lack of sleep is so is such a common factor. Whenever we're feeling off, you know, whether it's like having an anxious day or... An unproductive day or feeling or feeling low, usually a common denominator in that is lack of sleep. So sleep is really important. I think feeding yourself regularly as well and, you know, making sure that you are eating (laughs) because I think especially in, you know, fitness spaces, we can kind of think, you know, oh, if I skip a meal here or there or, you know, go to bed hungry, that that's a win. Like that's a good thing. And actually, you know, to have the mental energy and the physical energy to do all the things we want to do, we need to feed ourselves. We need to make sure we're we're regularly fed so that we can have the energy to like go see your friends, have the energy to get your work done and the mental clarity to get your work done so that, you know, come the weekend, you can relax and enjoy and all the rest of it. And I, you know, along with um, thinking about, like I said, other self-care activities, because when I talk about with an intuitive movement, I always talk about what's your self-care toolkit. So those are two things that are really in mind. And then, you know, others might be like, what, where are you allowing time for you in the week that's just you, that's just for you? And that might be moving your body, but it might be like, I don't know, drawing or painting something or, um, you know, reading a book. Or for me, I love singing, obviously the musical theatre background. So if I like have a, you know, if I have like on my own, yes, I will do a YouTube karaoke video at home on my own. (laughs) Um, You know, those things make me really happy and it makes me feel really um, present with myself and kind of in my body. And I think that's really important as well. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I mean, I'm also, I'm not a good singer, by the way, but I do love to sing and I do like to kind of turn the music up and just dance around my kitchen. Oh, and that makes that, me happy. Yes. And once again, we'd say, you know, all movement counts, dancing around your kitchen is, I think, one of life's greatest ways of moving. Yeah. Like, and I, I can't help but Everyone loves a good boogie in their kitchen. And I totally relate to what you were saying about sleep just 
then I used to feel guilty if I say overslept or you know oh god I have I should have got up earlier and beating myself up about it and then I kind of realized you know what I've had a late night I've had a long week my body needs to catch up and actually that's rest and recuperation Mm. and your body needs that and you kind of know when you need it so I've stopped feeling guilty if I do sleep for a bit longer because you know it can change and you don't have to be up at the crack of dawn you know running a business people think oh you must be up at 6am hustle 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 (laughs) if it it works for you (laughs) if it works for you then fine but if it doesn't also fine final question from me Tally is a bit of a wild card question every guest I ask something different I would love to know if you had one wish in this world, it could be to change something or it could be anything. What would it be? Well, let's keep it on brand. I feel like my one wish would be that everyone just felt at peace with their own bodies. So much of our insecurity stems, and I think this is like across the board, everyone feels a sense of insecurity about the way they look, about their weight, about all of it. And I think that feeds into so many other aspects, especially within what I talk about and think about every day when it comes to like exercise and food and all the rest of it. And I think if I could just wave a magic wand and take away those insecurities and empower people to be, to have strong self-esteem outside of what they look like, then I think the world would be a lot happier place. I think there'd be a lot less hateful comments on the social media. Mm. I think people would be a lot less in other people's business. We'd all actually be able to use that time and energy to put it into really making meaningful change in so many other areas. I love that. Really positive note to end on. Thank you, Tally. You've been an inspirational guest and I've absolutely loved chatting to you. Thank you so much for being on the Joyful Drinker podcast. It's been great having you. Thank you so much for having me. This has been really lovely, Ellie. You've been listening to The Joyful Drinker, hosted by me, Ellie Webb. There'll be a new episode released every fortnight, so make sure you hit that subscribe button to avoid missing out. Also, just a small reminder that ratings and reviews really help people discover great podcasts. So if you've got some kind words to share, they'd be very much appreciated. In the meantime, come and find me on socials. I'm at Kalenyo Ellie. I'd love to connect with you all and feedback on the podcast is always welcome. See you next time for another episode of The Joyful Drinker. And remember, if we all drank a little less each week, we'd all feel a whole lot better.